Outstanding. Another episode of the Russell. A whole lot of football going on. FIFA World Cup football, regular American football. It's ridiculous. Ooze is back, everyone. Yes, sir. Back from family dinners and stuff. Yeah, I, I completely forgot that I had, like, I didn't even forget, but, like, um, my sister was in from Texas, and uh, we wanted to get together before. And we record on Monday, so it left on Wednesday. So I was like, ah, I can't record tonight. I'm back. And I'm here. He's back, and we've got the law back once again. We're back. And another good week of football. Another good week of duds, duds. Uh, we'll be previewing next week, week 14. It was a terrible week of football. So many oh. injuries. That aspect is very true. This, this we'll year, get into all that. This year, the injuries have been piling up, it seems. But uh, before we get things underway, like always... Uh, like, subscribe, follow, social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all the above, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website, rockstarupmedia.com. And check out all the other shows going on around the league, a bunch of teams to follow, uh, Lions, Giants, uh, Ravens to give example. So roster up media stuff is happening all the time. So let's get things started. Uh, Lance will kick off with the news and we'll get into the studs and does for week 13. Right. Yeah. So our news, our news is we've got a big bye week next week. Our big last bye week. It's, it's the NFL's equivalent of their black Friday sale. It's just going to be their Christmas <laughs> spectacular. 65% off on all these teams. Get it while it's hot. We've got Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington. Now, at the beginning of the season, many of you may have been looking at this and thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? That's a lot of fantasy points that I could be losing. But now we might actually be looking the other way. How many people are starting somebody from Atlanta? How many people on Atlanta are still starting in their own game? We've got Kyle Pitts gone. We've got Marcus Mariota's not even useful. If you even pick them up, you're probably not using them outside of that bye week. You tried to snatch, snatch them and put them in. We got Chicago with Fields. Fields has been injured through a few interceptions last week. Probably needs another week to heal. We got Aaron Rodgers, who's been dud most of the time. However, those people that picked up Christian Watson, this might be a week that you could have used some of his touchdowns. Indianapolis, outside of that one week, where Jeff Saturday came in and gave everybody what I would call performance-enhancing injection. Uh, <laughs> even used it since then. And New Orleans, yeah, who's their quarterback from any week to week? And Washington played the Giants to a snooze fest of a tie. Um, so I think all those teams need a break. They all need to recoup. Uh, and frankly, we could do without some of those fantasy points. Um, however. We've got other news, bad news. So not on our list right now, but Tua, he left the game early with uh, an ankle injury. Um, keep an eye on that, see what happens. We're not expecting him to meet, miss next week, but he could be hampered. He could be liable. And also pay attention to that offensive line. We knew ahead of time going into the game, they were missing two tackles. And those tackles were apparently very vital. Outside of the first play of the game, and the bomb that he that Tua threw to Tyreek Hill. The 49ers kept Miami scoreless, basically. It was that one crossing pattern and that one bomb. Outside of that, Tua wasn't able to get anything going. Lamar, Lamar Jackson got hurt, knee injury. He's at least out next week. He's week to week. He's probably out more than a few weeks with that. We're still looking into what that injury is going to look like. Ken Walker. He had a right ankle injury. That's bad news for people who picked him up, put him in. Um, Pete Carroll says it's not a sprain. Um, last time I checked, he's not a doctor, so let's find out for real. <laughs> Jimmy G, he left the game with a broken foot. He left pretty early. That was another one of those. The, the injury really hurts you. You put him in, you got 2.5 points out of him, and that's the end of the day for him. 
Um, there's a, a bunch of other people with game day decisions. We've got a lot of concussions. Traylon Burks, we've got um, Joe Mixon. We've got a lot of people who are just out with concussion protocols. Um, so keep paying attention to those guys throughout the week. We also learned through the week that Matthew Stafford is put on IR, which means he's not coming back to week 17. Based on the Rams record, that means he's not coming back this week, yeah, this year at all. Other people to pay attention to, Waddle. Uh, we've got Sutton with a hamstring, Hurst, right calf. That sounds like there's a strain or a muscle pull there. Aaron Jones with a shin, Dylan. Um, but those guys are out this week, so you don't have to worry about that. But coming back out of the bye, pay attention because you may be going into your playoffs. Uh, and also Baker Mayfield. He is available, not just on the waiver wires in most of your fantasy teams, but apparently on the waiver wire for the NFL. Probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people unless San Fran picks him up. But what we saw in the game is Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft last year, was better than normal for somebody being plugged in without first-team reps. So I don't expect him losing his shot or or spot to somebody who couldn't even make it in Carolina. So that's the news for this week. Outstanding. All right. We'll just jump right into it. Week 13, the studs, as always, starting off with the quarterbacks. And uh, I'll give the list. We'll do some insight. Uh, you guys tell me what you think and we'll, you know, do it for each other or every other position. So starting at the top, we got Jalen Hurts with 380 passing uh, yards this week. Uh, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, he's currently number seven QB for the year. Golf, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Fields, who I want to talk about at length. Dak and Heineke in that tied game that Lance mentioned. And then a lot of other QBs that were upper teens that did decent. But um, Hertz continued to do his thing. Um, the one thing I want to point out about Fields is since week six, he's been a top eight QB every week besides the one week that he missed because of injury. And three times he's been a top five QB and two times he was number one back to back. So what are we thinking about fields going into next year? Redraft leagues. Um, and obviously this will change, you know, with season off, you know, off season acquisitions, but what do you guys think, I guess, currently about him? Go ahead. Ooze. Um, Justin Fields is the, is the Russell Wilson of the league that we wanted Russell Wilson to be. Right, like it's it's a fact because if you take a look at all his top ten um, games, he had seventy to sixty to seventy yards plus rushing, and also had a rushing touchdown. So, you know, for for me, um, he's doing what you know we all thought Russell Wilson was going to do, which he did last year in Seattle, was be a playmaker, use your legs. They're going to give you the, the, the freedom to use your legs, and then because you use your legs so much, you have the accuracy to, to throw the ball down the field. Russell Wilson can't even get, you know, out the bus, to be honest, you know what I mean? But Justin Fields is doing exactly that. And, you know, going to next year, the only thing I would hope for him is that he can be more accurate with the ball because, you know, we, we talked about Jalen Hurts, you know, doing this and him not uh, putting uh, both the rushing and the passing together is either one or the other. Case in point, you know, this past Sunday against Tennessee, 383 touchdowns, and he only rushed uh, five times for 12 yards and, and rushing touchdown. He had four touchdowns the day. But Justin Fields, he had uh, six carries for 71, touch, uh, 71 yards and a touchdown, but he had 254 for two interceptions. It's, if we can just get those interceptions out of the way, um, he can be, you know, he, obviously he's still a top 10 quarterback right now, but he can consistently be in the top five and, you know, get that accuracy and, in, 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 you know, take the mistakes out. And he'd be, you know, the future and be up there with Jalen Hurts week after week after week. Lance, anything to add? 
yeah, I, I have a different feel on Fields. The difference between Russell Wilson coming in as a starter and Dak Prescott and the reason those guys were successful early on is they made better decisions with the ball. If you look at his interceptions, if you look at some of the throws that he did this past week, I had the misfortune of watching part of his game on red zone, and he forced the ball into very bad situations and not making very clear, concise decisions. And he's either late to the decision or he's forcing it into the first option, not paying attention to maybe the progression. Some of this could be on the coaching staff. Again, they did no no kind of um, – I don't even know if they even understood – the quarterback they ended up drafting. Um, they certainly didn't prepare to make him successful. So he needs to be a little bit more, he needs to be coached up more in making those decisions. As a running quarterback, he's great. Um, but he's nowhere, he's more of a Randall Cunningham than he is a, a Lamar Jackson. And even Lamar Jackson, early on in his career, he's successful when he was running touchdowns and stuff. But if he wasn't successful throwing the ball like he hasn't been in the last few weeks, uh, things are just getting dicey for him. And, and we see him out injured. Um, but even when he was playing this past week, he was forcing balls in. He was throwing balls at the feet of Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a great target for him, but he's unable to make those throws right now. And nobody else on the team is getting anything. I see him being more of a, a Lamar Jackson current year. And I see him being more of a Lamar Jackson MVP here. Justin Fields just isn't there yet. And he doesn't have the decision-making of Dak or young Russell Wilson. Let me ask you both this question before we move on. Justin Fields next year, what's the earliest you would draft him? 10. Uh be honest i'll probably be the same way around like maybe high as eight um yeah latest if like they 10. i i, I the, again my thing is the rushing it, it's the rushing yards for me right it's like it's it's the same thing like i just spoke about is like the russell wilson it's the uh lamar jackson it's you know those guys like you know the jalen hurts but one thing I know is with when I come to well when I come to like Jalen Hurts is if the rushing game isn't there, I know he can throw the ball accurate down the field, give me touchdowns. I can't say the same thing for Justin Fields. I can't. So if he's not rushing the ball and then the team, you know, the team starts saying, Hey, we're gonna pack the box, we have to make him beat us, you know, with the passing game. I'm screwed. I'm, you know, I mean? like I'm screwed. Like, you know, all his like really really hot games he had a rushing touchdown in there you know like when he didn't have a rushing touchdown i'll start he had one two three four five games without rushing touchdown he was subpar he's probably like you know 15. he had 14 points four points nine points 17 points 18 points and then the reason why he even had the double digits ones is that he had you know two touchdowns there and then the rest of them he only had zero or one with, a, with interceptions in each of them. So I can't really spend that ca- draft capital next year for an eighth round pick. If if he gets shut down next year, his, it'll be his third year in the league. I'm not getting any productivity in, in productivity in the, the passing game. So I can't I can't spend that for me. And, well, and so. this is coming this is coming from a Jets fan who would have rathered him instead of what we ended up getting. He is he is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, but he's in a bad system. The coaches don't know what they're doing with him. And because of that, he's just not going to succeed based on what we see in himself right now. He needs some some solid coaching and he needs some solid options. He is great throwing a one on one coverage. We've seen it with Darnell Mooney. We saw it on Sunday as well. If he can, he knows there's one-on-one coverage on the outside. He can place the ball. He's got arm. He's got that accuracy on the on the edge where he can put it, and the wide receiver can go up and get it. Justin Fields, you think that? Justin Fields. It, I saw it with uh, with uh, Donald Mooney. I saw it on Sunday. If it's one-on-one, 
it's when there's health. It's when there's zone coverage. It's when there's you have to be a little bit more picky about where the window is going to be and also the timing. This that's where he's this, just this past this, this past Sunday it was his first. It was his second game over two hundred passing yards. I, 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 I can't do anything with that. This is second game no. with over two hundred passing yards. He's just trying yeah. to point out the fact that he can make the one-on-one coverage so play. So why isn't he? His, his, like his completion rating is is garbage. Yeah, but how often are you getting one-on-ones in the corner? Nobody. First off, as soon as you hit one, somebody's going to be shading that corner. This isn't a league yeah. where you're getting one-on-one on the so edge he, all the time. He should be able to pick out other receivers. That's the point. Like he should be. What receivers? <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, he, he brings in South Wilson, you know, in case. I mean, you only have Garrett Wilson over there. I mean, who, else, who else are you, like, who else is Zach Wilson playing with? Corey Davids? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Like, I, I'd rather have Zach Wilson than, than Justin Fielders right now. Actually, I lied. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie. I'll trade him to you right now. I'm, that's I will get the I will get the all crazy and I will trade Zach Wilson. That's a lie. I would, I would, I would have Justin Fields, but the only thing about it is, it's just he's so for me one dimensional, and in, and in, it's his second year in the league. Next year, it, he better f- figure it out because they're going to stop all this. They have, they're going to, and and they and that's what that's what some teams are doing to Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is punishing them in the air every single time. Because that's what everybody was was scared about Jalen Hurts. Oh, he can only run. He can only run. Yeah, talk to talk to AJ Brown. That man had two tutties. <laughs> like <laughs> throwing in the now, coverage. I just want to interject because we do got to move on real quick. The thing that led me to say Jalen Hurts was going to be a good or was my sleeper candidate was because he got AJ Brown, and it was his third year. So it was very similar to the Josh Allen experience. His third year, he got digs, and then it was when he became QB, I guess, one. I can't remember, but he was, you know, up there. So it, it will be interesting to see what happens if, A, coaching change in Chicago, and, B, if they get a more elite um, wide receiver. I mean, the coach, but, they, can't, they can't they can't change the coach because Mac Everfood just just got there. This is his first year there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, my bad. But they had Darren Mooney. I, I think if you put Darren Mooney in the um, Eagles' offense, he's shining. Like he's. But I he's mean, no AJ Brown. I, I'm he's pretty, no Diggs. I, I'm pretty sure he's a pretty. I I believe that he's up there, not to their level, not to their caliber. But he's at that rookie level of like a Jamar Chase when his first year. In 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 ability. So if you put that on a better better quarterback, he's gonna shine. So I again I feel like it's just a quarterback play, but we'll we'll move on. Yep. We'll monitor that, especially, you know, going into next year. I'm telling you, next next year, if he can't find it, he's gonna be a bum. This is his third year. Jalen Hurts did it. You better uh, Shout out to Justin Fields. Call Jalen Hurts. Ask him how he do it, and and then get the same coach. Next year, mind you, we still need to see. We still need to see whether or not this carries over into another year, Um, because we've seen quarterbacks have a breakout year, and then people jump on them, and we've seen it in Philly quarterbacks. Michael Vick had a breakout year. Everybody jumped on him. People were drafting him in the third round. Got burned that next year between injuries and bad quarterback play. And a lot of it comes down to it's a different year. It's just not – you may still have the same players. You may still have all the same stuff, but it, it just doesn't work the same way. Um, and and you'll see that with these quarterbacks. They need to be able to mold to whatever the system is currently or whatever the game is giving to them. And I don't see that in Justin Fields being able to read the game. I mean, I agree with that. Very I'm, true. I wanna, we're going to move on to I'm running I'm just saying, in 2021, for Jalen Hurts, he went 16, 16 touchdowns, nine, nine interceptions. Now he's at 20 and three. That's progression. Okay, I don't see the same thing for Justin Fields at all. And this is his second year, and he's 13 and 10. 
currently. There's a lot more weapons in Philly than there is in Chicago. Last year it wasn't, and he had a better, he had a good, good. Uh, and a better offensive line in in Philly. Yeah, Justin Peters got every, every single day. Well, let's move on. We we'll, we'll have to argue yeah, offline because we're, we're yeah, still yeah. more time yeah, on look it. At, look at the sacks. Look at the sacks. If, if no, no, no. We're, sacks, I'm sure we're going. See. We're going to running backs. I'm sorry. We got to go to running back. We got Which much more to cover. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll run through these real quick. Uh, CMC uh, looking like a way better pick than um, Jonathan Taylor. All right, relax. Don't. Our boy Tony Pollard putting up two touchdowns against uh, Uzes Colts in that beatdown last night. We stink, okay? <laughs> it's just, it's, there's, there's no – everybody's <laughs> texting me and calling me, and I'm, I told you guys probably week seven, eight, we stink, okay? Like, it's, it's painful to watch. Imagine being in the game, being down uh, – well, I think it was down three points before the half. And then going down a touchdown, and then getting another touchdown after halftime, you just you just yeah. throw throw away the game. Imagine just throwing away the game like that. You guys were winning at one point. We were up by one in the second quarter, then by three, then it was very close going into the fourth quarter, and then thirty three points unanswered. No, I don't think it was in that close for going to the third quarter. I mean, we're down, we're down two touchdowns because we threw a pick after picking Dak off. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't convert as we're in the red zone. Couldn't convert. Then we got the ball back within two minutes. Like we, we three, we we stopped you guys, and and and, and then and you, that... you don't you don't pick like Matt. You like, <laughs> he has no velocity on his ball, like. It is painful to watch, and I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he doesn't come back. He's like he's just an older Carson Wentz, and it's it's painful. It's so painful. He loses the ball in fumbles. He gets sacked. He just holds on the ball too long. Has no zip. All his interceptions yesterday were just lackadaisical balls. Like it was no zip on the ball. Like the, the like the the cornerbacks were just breaking on on routes. It's just it was just so disgusting to watch. And I'm thinking to myself. In the fourth quarter, when he's just throwing picks at the picks at the picks at the picks, just sit the man down. <laughs> Nick, big dick Nick, you know, Super Bowl winner, actually has a Super Bowl. Just put him in. See what he's working with. You have a bye week. Just see, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, we get a little spark because the Titans are here just throwing games away. You know, like, not to say that we're, we're even remotely in, but just saying they're throwing games away left and right over there. And we have a tough stretch coming up. We have the Vikings in two weeks. We have the Giants, um, the Chargers. Um, I think someone else too. But like, this Matt Matt Ryan ain't it. I'm sorry for my rant, but Matt Ryan just ain't it, bro. I was excited at the beginning of the year because I thought we can just probably like grab a a a sprinkle. It's just a sp- <laughs> just a just a dash like salt bay a dash of like a <laughs> of twenty of twenty twelve or twenty thirteen twenty fourteen I'll take even twenty seventeen uh, Matt Ryan something <laughs> that's a little salt bay of it just give uh, my hopes up just to get this little bridge the gap well, let's talk about these running backs I'm sorry it, it, uh, the that week off did not do you good <laughs> I'm saying it right now oh I'm so pissed. But I had to bring up uh, the Dallas beating um, the Colts last night. I had to. But after Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, once again, he is currently RB1. I checked that a couple minutes ago. AJ Dillon, Cam Akers, Deontay Swift for once, not uh, who's his counterpart? Oh, Jamal uh, Williams. Jamal Williams. Samaj P. Ryan because of no mixing. Saquon Barkley found the end zone. And Zeke. Somehow Zeke and Tony Pollard top 10 this week. Oh, a whole car- uh, I can't even think, I can't even think <laughs> about it. So Christian McCaffrey, he's fine. K-Makers, probably just because no one else is there. Yeah, he's back. There's nothing you can do about it. They, they, they punted oh, oh boy, um, Darren Henderson somewhere. Uh, don't even know who the back after that is. They just said, "Hey, K. Mackers, we apologize. Welcome back to the number one role." 
Kylan Williams, but he came off of IR and I guess he wasn't showing anything in practice. And they were like, "Oh, we need Cam." Well, yeah, we need Cam. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But um, Lance, why don't you talk about? I know we talked about this before, Tony Pollard. I want to just bring it up. You know, he's had a couple games where he has two touchdowns, these long runs, catching it out of the backfield. Um, what do you think about Tony Pollard going into next year, especially with still, you know, Zeke possibly still being there? So Tony Pollard is going to be one of those, if you get him in the sixth round, he's going to be useful for you. But if you're taking him in the third, fourth round, you're probably going to feel burnt. Um, we've seen this plenty of times with other running backs, um, where they look good up until the point that they're the only focal point. And then that's a, you're, you're betting on him being, well, he's the only focal point. There's no Zeke to take any stuff away. And then you realize, well, maybe that was useful to have that bruising running back, at least take some of those shots. And now you don't have to worry about your main guy being the guy who's taking the shots. Because Tony Pollard's a little slight of frame. He's not going to be able to take those up the middle. That's the issue right now with Jamal Williams and Cook, right? Cook's not, Cook's getting it down to the one-yard line, and Williams is running it in. Guy had 11, 11 yards Swift. and a touchdown. Yeah, Swift. And Swift. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, Swift, sorry. Yeah, Swift taking it in for a touchdown. Well, Cook had his other issue. Madison took one of his touchdowns, right? Yeah. Um, but they're both kind of slight running backs. They're not exactly – Madison's not huge. Um, but, yeah, that's what Jamal Williams is doing for Swift. What you're getting the raw end of the stick is that you have Swift because he's the guy with the most potential, but Williams is taking all the touchdowns. Zeke, on the other hand, is not eating or gobbling up Pollard's touchdowns. Pollard is taking them to the house. Pollard is able to get them in there. And Zeke is actually not doing anything for you. But we might see without Zeke around or with a more focus on Pollard that you might be just bored into one of those draft traps where a guy looks poised for an even larger season. You draft him like he's getting that larger season and then you're burned because you gave up too much draft capital for something like that. So I know. So next so next year, sorry, TV, I cut you off. So next year, where? Okay, let's let's. I'm looking. I'm looking in the sixth round. I'm not even touching them before the six. Really? Yeah, because I don't want that. I don't want to be burned on something like that. I I'm burned this year. I drafted Gus Edwards in the sixth round, and I I still feel like I was burned on. Well, obviously I was burned on Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Or not not Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins. I was burned on J.K. Dobbins. Okay. If if you Zeke... can just insert any Baltimore running back into that scenario, and true, you were burned on. For me, this is gonna sound weird. If Zeke isn't there, I'm gonna not draft him, maybe at all. I'll let someone fall for the trap. I think if Zeke's not mm-hmm. there, it's a it's a draft trap. If he mm-hmm. is there, it's gonna be the same um, continuation, hopefully, of what's going on now, and then I would take him. I would take him sixth round, depending on my draft construction. He's reminding me of Kareem Hunt in these past, you know, recent years where Chubb would go high, and then you could take Kareem Hunt in the sixth, in the seventh, as your RB two, and get some games where it was productivity, kind of like we're seeing now. Well, I got some news for you guys. He ain't gonna be there in sixth round next year. I'll tell you that for a fact. He's not because I feel like. One, we clearly see the the the, the, the what can I say the um, the writing on the wall for Zeke. I think you can see that you know the only reason why he's getting touchdowns are against bad teams. Um, he's not in the pass catching game. Um, are we just seeing that writing on the wall? I could have sworn I brought this up last preseason. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you're right, and I think we never want to write someone off so early because of the potential, and especially, I think we all got blinded by the numbers that he got paid, right? And when that happens, you're like, you know what? He got paid. He finally got paid. Um, you know, he's looking a little bit slimmer than he did the year before. 
he's supposed to be healthy you know he's, he's still goblin and you know people are just sleeping on let's let's see what happens this year and uh, again this year he got injured he's not playing well and you see the younger Tony Pollard come in and he's just eating every opportunity that he gets um the third string uh, running back we talked about uh, two weeks ago he looked good so you know you have a backup to the backup and potentially the starter next year and i feel like a guy that's now a complete three down back because you don't have to switch him out on third down because of the fact that he is also a patch catching back he's a complete guy so why you just you just ship him off you ship zeke off somewhere get you know get paid for that and have tony pollard for the rest of the you know the time being so i feel like for him next year he's probably going in, in the third or fourth round to be honest, he probably he's probably be looking at RB one uh, draft capital next year. And I think that's I agree with you. And I think that's and that's a draft trap, like Lings is saying. Especially if Zeke's not there, that's why I said what I said. And I wouldn't draft him that high, even as a Cowboys fan. You know, it's just I want that 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 was almost a trap with CD this year. Uh, real quick, because we got to move on to the wide receivers but ffpc me sammy and uh cody we take cd over Diggs and adams we were the 12 spot so we had two picks we could have took adams and Diggs. we took adams and cd thinking that he's going to be the number one there's no more amari cooper he's going to be better than he is you know last year he's got to step up and it was a draft trap and you know my mind told me go with Diggs. Um, it was a, you know, I got overruled even if I did bring up Diggs because the other two wanted CD. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, the heart said CD. Mine said Diggs. So went with the heart on that one. But that's what I'm saying. That to me, Pollard seems like if Zeke's not there, that's going to be the, the same trap of CD this year. If that makes and I, sense. And I don't see how it can't be a trap. Right now, he's top 10 scoring. He's probably going to finish top 10 scoring, if not top five. He's creeping up on the, the guys who are putting out some duds of the week, Saquon and Nick Chubb. Tony Pollard's a few more games. He's going to be in that top five. I don't see how he makes it out of the second round. Like you said, the guys, he's not going to be there in the sixth. Me, personally, I would not take him before the sixth if Zeke isn't there. Um, now in my draft, I would have taken him before Zeke, no matter what this year, but I wouldn't have been taking Zeke. Uh, if he was there in the eighth round, I still would be arguing with myself. Do I really need another running back? Hmm. <laughs> All right. We talked at length, um, about Josh Jacobs last week. So we're going to move on to the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, maybe lump these together because there weren't a lot of tight ends, but we've got Devonte Adams, uh, St. Brown, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill. Once again, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf back to back Christian Watson, third big week, uh, multiple touchdowns, scary Terry, Garrett Wilson, Stefan Diggs, Devonte Smith, CD lamb. And then also in the tight ends, it was very low scoring for tight ends this week. Um, very low average. I think the highest was 12 for Fant. And then Evan Ingram ca- caught a touch touchdown. Dulrich from Broncos, uh, Everett, and Clement. So we're just going to talk in general about pass catchers. I just want to highlight one thing about Adams. He is currently number one. So I kind of want to know your thoughts on him. And... This is, I just looked at this earlier, but him and Jacobs are number one and number two in the flex position. So top wide receiver, running back, tight end. And I wish I picked, you know, one of them as my sleeper pick instead of Derek Carr because I just picked the wrong Raider. I think think the Derek Carr pick is not a bad pick when you have, when you bring, you know, a college roommate, whatever, college teammate, uh, and the number one wide receiver in in most people's eyes in Devonta Adams. So you thinking, hey, 
This guy has a, a, a nuke weapon, and he should be shining as a quarterback. And it's just not the case, right? You know, Adams, you, you're hoping for the week in, week out um, production that he did with one of the greatest quarterbacks to play in Aaron Rodgers, but you're not getting that because you have a mediocre quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, so, you know, for that, next year, Josh McDaniels, is it the offense in Josh McDaniels' uh, offense? Or, you know, I think most of the time you can see, you know, it's more of their card than the offense it is. So um, I feel like next year, I don't think their card's going to be a Raider next year. Um, I hope he's not a Colt next year, but I don't think he's going to be a Raider next year. So that, I feel like will will affect him in the draft capital next year, but it'll still go first round no matter what. Um, thoughts on Adams, Lance, or any of these other Tight ends, wide receivers? Uh, yeah, Christian Watson, I, I know he scored another touchdown. He put up big points again. I am a little concerned, though, that he's back down to 50% of his targets he's catching. He, he only caught three of six, and short of that touchdown that he ran in, it might not have been a great week for him without that. Um, if you got him, you got him for cheap. You didn't draft him. Um so he's working out for you. But don't be surprised if after bye week, maybe touchdowns start coming off or maybe those I, – I know Aaron Rodgers talked to, talked him up after the game, but frankly, just looking at the statutes, it is still concerning. He's only catching half of his uh, targets, especially when you see other guys getting five of six and nine of 11 and stuff like that. Um, only catching three of six is, is not a good sign for him. Yeah, I understand that, but I feel like who else is there at at um at a uh, Green Bay, right? Because the fact that it doesn't look like there's much else. Yeah, you know, so like this guy is going to be it. You know, like Alan Lazar is supposed to be the number one. He's you know probably he he catches ninety percent of his his targets. Yes, but he doesn't have the big play ability that Christian Watson has. Romeo Dobbs is out injured. He was the number one before that, and then Randall Cobb is the old man. He's you know, hit or miss. You know, I think he he, he had his first touchdown. Uh, he ran across this week. Touchdown. Was it this week or last week? This week. I think right? it was this week. Was it this week? No, it was last week against Philly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was last week. So you know, for that being you know that being said, Christian Watson is is it is, is it Robert Tunyon? I don't. I know Lance been trying to speak on his name for the past two years. We've been on here and he ain't just still ain't doing shit. So. Um, it's Christian Watson or, or, or nothing. So you know, he, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is having um, building, keep rebuilding rapport, and keep forcing the feeding. Because you can take a look at it. This past week, Alan Lazard and Chris Watson had the same amount of targets, just as the big, big playability and the gadget playability for Chris Watson is more because he can rush the ball. So, all right, let's uh, quickly go through some of these duds. Um, starting at the quarterback, we had Watson. Welcome back to the NFL. Uh, watching the game, I felt the pain because I knew Lance, me and Lance were watching together, and I knew he started him. And it was just bad news with an interception and only 131 yards. Um, other two guys on here, Lamar and Jimmy G, they both got hurt, so they're kind of excluded. So... If there's any other quarterback I didn't mention, you want to mention them right now, go ahead. If not, we're going to these running backs. No, yeah, we can just keep running back. I would say Deshaun Watson is my start of the week for next week. I'm not worried. It's his first live, well, first live uh, game coming back from suspension. Um, I think once if you when watching the game, you know, I think he had uh, a pick in the end zone that could have been, you know, easily. A touchdown for him, but he's just getting looks that he never got because you know playing against the the scout team isn't real real live uh, football, right? So he hasn't. That's his first NFL game in two years. But I can see the talent still is an arm. Um, I not really rushing the ball as much as you know I thought he was going to be doing, but you just gotta get comfortable, gotta get used to his receivers in live game. I think next. Uh, next week against the Bengals divisional game. Hopefully the you know the the 
competitive juices rise because you know they 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 were hoping for a win against I mean well they did win against the Texans but a better performance towards them because they're having to play a push and hopefully this Bengals game gives them that extra juice to to play up to the level that you know they paid them for. So very well said. Um, we're gonna go to the running backs. We had King Henry against that uh, Philadelphia defense. Uh, Etney, who fumbled. Aaron Jones got hurt. Walker got hurt. And if you started Gus Edwards, he, I believe he gave you one point or a goose egg. So, I mean, Ken Henry is entitled to a bad game. Aaron Jones got hurt. Uh, Etney, I don't know if you guys want to talk about him, but or anyone else I missed, but there's a panic button. Let it be known. Um, for me, it's probably Sanders as the owner of Miles Sanders. It is tough to watch. Every time he does get like a big run or something like that, he gets called back on a penalty. Um, or then if if that's the case, they just leave him alone. And you know, Jalen Hurts says, "I'm pulling every single RPO. And you're not getting in touch." So I think you know, for me, he, he can't be dropped because he's the starting wide receiver, and he's in in. 80% of the plays. Game Rolls not, is not getting touchdown uh, looks here and there. Um, Twice the Sky's not getting touchdown looks like that. But I think they're both combined in 25% of the, the, the offensive touches. So for me, it's tough to watch uh, RB1 not do anything like Sanders week in and week out. You know, like I'll be happy you know, when I see him rush one yard for a touchdown, but that's it. I think you're always going to have that problem with him just because of Hertz. The other problem is he's, he was projected 10 points. He got you 10 points. Yeah. Like that's like the other issue. Uh, Lance, any other thoughts on anybody here? Yeah, we knew, um, Edney was going to be mercurial. Um, and I think he also was injured for part of that game. too. Henry, I guess the, the Eagles defense is, is legit now. So maybe we just got to worry about um, them coming out of the NFC, taking over. Um, so Henry just ran up against a, a team with a good running. I expect them to be able to turn it back around. Um, those other guys, uh, the injuries are just going to be bad for them. Gus Edwards, we'll see what happens with a week without Lamar Jackson, but I, Again, anybody, Sanders, Edwards, anybody with those running quarterbacks, it's always going to be a, a question of whether or not they call their own number as opposed to calling theirs. So those running backs on those teams, you know what you're getting into if you draft them. All right. For the wide receivers, you had Amari Cooper. Waddle got hurt. Sutton gave you a goose egg. Juju, Thielen, Pickens, and Pittman. Um, I don't even want to talk about these guys. Yeah, I was literally no, it's, about it, it, say it's, something. It, it, it's really tough. Like it's it's a shame, right? Because you take a look at these guys that are on this list, and you're like, they're so talented. We've seen them bust. We've seen them thrive. But then you look at the the people that are thrown to them, and they're like, Yeah, Lord have mercy. How is this possible? Like Russell Wilson can't get more than 20 points a game. Matt Ryan can't throw more than 20 points a game. Like, it's it's absolutely, like, unbelievable how these guys are continuously just, like, not, like not performing for the team, like, for, for our fantasy teams. You know what I mean? Like, they're the number one receivers out there. The only person, like, that's not really on the list, like, that I'm not really worried about is CeeDee Lamb and, and Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Like, those those two, like, um, oh, hold on. I lied. I'm on the wrong list. Yeah, I was about to say, you're, you're on, on the, the wrong week or something. Yeah, I was on the wrong Waddle list. and Cooper. Waddle, Waddle and Cooper. I was on the wrong list. I don't know why I was up, up there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, Cooper, um, is, is it Mark Cooper that you have on this list? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's, his, again, that's the Sean Watson. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, like Juju, we, Juju's was one that, I knew he was going to be on this list week in and week out because it's the same thing that, um, um, what do you call it? 
Patrick Mahomes said, it could be a different guy each week. And I was like, that's BS. It's Travis Kelsey every week. So, you know what I mean? Like, except for this week. No, nah, except for this week, right? Um, but this is the first time we, you know, we, we shouldn't even erase his name off this list only because he's done so much yeah. <laughs> prior, right? He gets a pass. <laughs> You know what I mean? Nah. Nah, you I have him drafted, and I'm not going to give him a pass. Nah, you got to give him a pass, man. Like, you got to give him a pass. Uh, Um, Tell my my fantasy record that, then. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of Kelsey... Go ahead. I mean, speaking of the tight ends and the duds, right? We got three names there that should really be studs. Hawkinson, Kittle, and Kelsey. Now, Kelsey and Kittle, top three. Top three drafted most leagues. Hawkinson, probably top six. Yeah. Um, All three of them on the duds for this week, all for their different reasons. Kittle, his uh, quarterback went down. I don't know that that was going to change anything because he didn't exactly put up more than four points in most leagues last week anyway. Um, He only put up three points in most weeks this week. Kelsey, on the other hand, I, I'm just going to say this. Most of Kansas City is probably a bench if they're playing Cincinnati. And for most people in fantasy football, it's not going to matter for you because the next time Kansas City plays the Bengals, it's going to be in the playoffs. And if they're lucky, somebody will knock the Bengals off for them because they're not going to be able to do it. So far, they've already lost three games in 2022 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. All right, we got it through the week. Thirteen studs and duds. Um, we'll finish it up with the starts and sits. Lance, want you go first, and ooze, you can end it. Take it away, guys. All right, big game, Detroit. It's basically anybody who's playing in Detroit. Look for their offensive players and get them in your lineups. This week, Kirk Cousins, for those who have him on his bench, have been starting him all season because he's kind of been one of those one week he does well, one week he doesn't do anything for you. Get him in your lineup if you you need those points. Kirk Cousins going against the Detroit Lions. Detroit's been better at getting turnovers, but beyond that, they haven't exactly been stopping people on the defensive side. It's going to be a higher scoring game. Look out for those points. I have Derrick Henry. Having a bounce back week going against Jacksonville Jaguars. I expect him to be able to play better than he did against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said earlier, I think the Eagles shored up the defensive run by signing Sue and signing the other guy, getting them into the lineups and clogging those holes. We've got um, Keenan Allen playing against Miami defense. Uh, Miami's defense has the benefit of usually playing with their offense winning them their games. And we saw this against San Francisco. If the offense isn't winning the games, the defense isn't able to stop them. Couldn't even stop Mr. Irrelevant from helping that team score and win against them. So Keenan Allen caught some nasty passes from from his quarterback this past week. I expect that, that relationship to just keep going, getting in there, getting those touchdowns. He's a great route runner. And Xavier Howard and all those other defensive backs of Miami is just going to have an issue covering him. Um, so expect Keenan Allen to be able to take part Miami's defense. I expect, especially if Lamar Jackson's out, Mark Andrews is going to have a bounce back week. Not that you may be benching Mark Andrews, but you may be thinking it if he's your flex in some of your leagues. Maybe get him back into your lineup, getting in there because Huntley – he looked outside. He did have, I think, two interceptions. He looked better than Lamar uh, last week, and I think they're going to be able to – he was throwing the ball more often. They were doing trick plays. They were able to get things going, although one of their trick plays was just horrible. Um, they're going to try and open up the offense for him. And Mark Andrews, and I mean, they've got to have a better rapport than Lamar has been having with Mark Andrews lately. Uh, so I expect Mario Andrews to be um, to bounce back that week. I, on the other hand, do not have Deshaun Watson as a start. Um, until you see some progress, we already saw in the preseason 
We didn't have any good games in the preseason. We saw what he had in his first game. The defense won it for him. Uh, they didn't score any points at all. Um, that was playing against Houston, which um, it must be an emotional game for Watson. Um, considering what he did, I mean, there's going to be a lot of those emotional games. I don't know that he's going to be out of that mentally. I don't know that he's going to be out of that physically. He's going against Cincinnati's defense, which is not necessarily easy. If you don't believe me, just ask uh, Mahomes. He didn't exactly put up stellar numbers, although he did have a rushing touchdown. I don't see Watson doing that. Damian Pierce hurts me to say he's going up against Dallas defense. They're going to be playing from behind playing against a good defense, I don't expect him to get a whole lot. Even in the passing game, it's not going to be enough for him to be useful. Think about benching him if you've actually got a viable option on your team, or at least if he's your flex, think about putting somebody else in there. I also don't like CeeDee Lamb this week. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a lot of targets going his way. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be doing much with the lead. Um, It's just not a good matchup. For him, and I expect that that game to be well out of hand before it's even useful for C.D. Lamb to catch enough balls to be fantasy viable. I also have my last sit of the week, George Kittle. You saw what he did last week. You saw what he did the week before. This week, he's going to be with a quarterback who's new. I think this is going to be a trap game. A lot of people are thinking they're going against the, a defense that gives up a lot of points to the tight end. And the quarterback should be able to, to do stuff against this guy. I actually don't think Kittle's going to benefit from that. I think Debo may, Rene Ayuk may, but I don't think uh, Kittle's actually going to get the, the points that he needs, uh, that you need from him in your lineup. Who's? Yeah. Um, Ready to repeat me? Yeah. Um, I'll start with the sits and continue with that. Uh, I also have um, George Kittle. You know, playing with Brock Brody, uh, third string, the only weapons that he's going to really rely on is um, uh, Debo and uh, Ben Ayuk. Um, I feel like that that's going to be his safe place because I don't, like, George Kittle hasn't been playing well with um, Jimmy G anyway. So, you know, it makes sense that, you know, they, they try to rely on guys who have gadget plays uh, and can get a, get the ball out quickly for him. Um, for sits, uh, I do have Jared Judy. Uh, he, you know, I left him on my bench just because I thought what what came to pass was he's he wasn't going to be throwing the ball uh, regularly. Russell Wilson has been abysmal this whole season. So next week, uh, it's going to be the same thing. Need I say more? You know, I mean, it's, it's just it's going to be the same thing. You know, especially it sucks to say because you know a lot of people had dropped him so high you know second third round um it's just it's a shame because again we talked about earlier in the show the expectation of russell wilson coming into this season was this guy's going to be lighting up the league like he would with better weapons with a better coaching with a better uh well i want to say coaching because p Cower is coaching the hell out of um um geno smith um so with a better team i i, I would see on the field than um the Seattle Seahawks is. Um, Josh Jacobs, I know um, he's been a stud lately, number one running back in the past couple weeks per C baby, but I think he's going to get going against a real, real stud of a defense in uh, Aaron Donald and them at the Rams. I feel, I can just feel in my bones that it's going to come down in a big car crash and it's going to be bad for everybody because everybody's going to be relying on him to have that 120 plus game with a touchdown here and there. I don't think it's going to be it for this week. Um, Lamar Jackson slash Brett Hundley is going to be my quarterback sit. Um, going against the hot Steelers, I, this Mike Tomlin again, great coaching, great coaching out there. Um, you know, only black, only black um, um, head coach right now out of 32 teams. Good for him, and he's coaching that. Yep, I'm pretty sure he is. Who's coaching Houston? Um, not not a boy anymore. They they removed him. I'm pretty sure, right? Am I wrong? 
He might be too. I don't really follow him. Anyway, he's, he fights. He's still one. He's the only successful one right now. The only successful one. Right <laughs> Todd Bowles, Lovey Smith. Oh, Todd. You know, you know, what crazy thing is, Todd Bowles and has been doing so bad with Tom Brady. No one cares. <laughs> imagine, imagine that, right? I completely forgot Tom Bowles. He's been so irrelevant and so bad with Tom Brady and the Bucks, and they're playing tonight. And I completely put him out the list. I, I apologize, Tom Bowles. You know what I mean? You're for the culture. Um, <laughs> I love me, Lovey Smith, though. I love me, Lovey Smith, uh, but he he hasn't worked out anywhere, and he would never. I don't know. He's just not a a, a good head coach, um, which is unfortunate. Um, so yeah, for me, those two quarterbacks, either if Lamar starts or Honey starts, it's going to be a bad day for him because the Steelers again. I was, Mike Tomlin is coaching the hell out of the Steelers right now. Um, that defense has been always stud, but they're just putting it together. And then string wins week after week after week uh, for the past four weeks now. Um, going to the starts, it, it was uh, uh, Lance's sit. I Deshaun Watson. Um, I for me again, he's he served eleven game suspension. Hasn't played a, a, a real snap in two years. Um, didn't really do anything to hurt the the Browns um, yesterday. Um, only had one interception. Completed 12 out of 22 passes, 131 yards. Um, he rushed seven times for 21 yards. So I feel like going against the Bengals this week, he got a game under his belt. He got a win under his belt, one and all against, you know, as a Brown starter. I think he can, you know, push that numbers a little bit higher, get himself a little more comfortable with, with the team, and um, not, not really have a breakout game. But I would expect like a nice 20-point game in fantasy from him this week. Um, probably another 7 for 40, 50 yards. Um, have more yards and in, in, in completions. Probably like a nice 18 to 20 uh, completions. Uh, and a touchdown or, or two. One rushing, one passing. And I think, he, I think that's very possible from um, coming to the Bengals game. Again, second game in two years. Hopefully plays to the town that he got paid 250 plus guaranteed, you know, just putting it out there, you know, so we had another guy this is a for, it's very unfortunate. That's also 250 plus guaranteed and he's playing like crap too, but he <laughs> he's been playing for the past two years. Okay, so imagine a guy, you know, he's putting up this, you know, this the John Watson is putting up the same numbers as Russell Wilson and he hasn't played in two years. So I, I regress. <laughs> Uh, going to the running backs, K Makers. He's back, baby. All right, starting lineup. Maybe a flex. He's going to get a touchdown going against um, uh, the Raiders this week. Um, Raiders are hot and cold, but their defense is really bad for me. So I feel like you can really uh, K Makers can really go in. Maybe have a nice seventy-yard game with two touchdowns. Um, we talked about the uh, for wide receivers. We talked about the Chiefs. I think MVS definitely come has a comeback here. Um, going against a bad Broncos defense, bad Broncos team. Um, he's the for me, he's the number one for as an wide receiver and not a tight end, but just a wide receiver for um, Patrick Mahomes. Juju, I just it's it, it showed the same thing. He showed the same thing that he was in Steelers. He's not a, a outside wide receiver. He's more of a, just a. a, a, a is, is slot 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 receiver thank you just uh, for something just lost my uh just came out of my head uh he's more of a slot receiver that can has a possession uh catch not a nice beaster so um going on tight ends evan ingram he's my start of the week for this week going against a tight end divisional game he's averaging i think five or six plus targets a game he just needs to convert them like he did this week so for me he can definitely do that against um um the Titans, who have been dropping games left and right, yes, it's the Jaguars, but we've seen the Jaguars come in and beat teams that he, they're not supposed to. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're starting for weeks. Outstanding, guys. Outstanding. Well, that's our show. 
I can't wait to do this again. Next week. Next week. Until then, hopefully your fantasy teams do well. Again, making that push for the playoffs. Which is in We're two gonna... weeks, right? Playoffs, in two, playoffs should be in two weeks. Yeah, most leagues. Most two leagues, weeks. two weeks, right? So good luck to everyone. Stay tuned in for more insight, and we will help get you through the playoffs and hopefully got you helped you to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anything else from you guys? Nope. Have a good week, guys. Week, guys. <laughs> well, so long from the Russell. <laughs>